Welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 12. Uh, our boys took an L today. Um, shitty things, silver linings. I'm not going to – I mean, we should have walked away with the W today. We still should have, even with the injuries. But I'm not going to feel terrible about this. I mean, we're going to hit on it, good and bad. But I'm going to start with that. Don't, don't be counting us out already. I mean, it's one of the days, completely different loss than the Broncos. But if you're panicking, chill for a bit because we're going to dive into it. Yeah, I agree. I think it was definitely a ugly loss. I, I think we very easily could have won this game. Um, but, man, we're still seven and three. You can't – I mean – if you're thinking about running now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, like you said, it's very different than the Broncos loss. Um, and we are called a curse, called a blessing. Uh, you know, we do get to play in the NFC East and we're still easily on top of that division. So um, we'll get in here, chop it up, dissect it, but um, definitely could have been a win. I'm sure we'll talk about all the ways that that could have happened, but we'll, we'll see what we got coming. We got two big weeks coming up little little abnormalities with some Thursday games and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, we can just jump right in. It. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 7-3, 19-9. Uh, man, we had some troubles. A lot of them I'm not super worried about. My main one is the fucking offensive line. We couldn't block for shit. I mean, our tackles got demolished. And, I mean, Chris Jones, hell of a game. Fucking tip your hat to that guy. Dude was a fucking wrecking ball on the defensive line for the Chiefs. But our offensive line, I mean, Dak didn't throw the ball well. I get that. We didn't run the ball well. When both of those are happening, there's normally a key fucking factor. We're not blocking for nobody. Um, we ended up with 82 rushing yards. We were five for 14 on third down efficiency. Um, we had a fumble loss where Dak got hit from behind. And how many fucking sacks did we give up? We gave up five sacks. Dak, I mean, he didn't look good. He didn't have time to look good. I mean, granted, if you're wanting to be MVP caliber, I mean, you might need to make a couple more plays, extend them a little more. But Dak had no fucking time today. I mean, every time Tony or fucking Zeke touched the ball, we just – we wouldn't block. Someone was in our face every single play. We had no time at all. Um, I think that was the setting stone of the whole fucking game. The other factors we had, the drop balls, uh, the short passes, underthrown passes, penalties. I think if the O-line steps up, we still probably win that game. I really think we do. That was the main takeaway. Everything else we can still win with. You don't want to win that way, but the O-line has to fucking do better. Yeah, same. I it's like you said, I think anyone that watched the game for longer than two minutes boils it down to the same thing. We've talked week in, week out about how this team has depth. 
where without Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb doesn't play the second half. Um, and we still have the depth there. We've talked about that. Dalton Schultz steps up, even Malik Cook or uh, not Malik Cooker, uh, Malik Turner comes in, makes a catch. Um, we've talked about the depth. It's like you said, um, there, there's one common denominator, whether we're trying to run the ball or pass the ball, and there's no blocking. That started with the offensive line. It's fucking terrible. Even the strip sack early on Dak, I mean, it is just, uh, I mean, Terrence Steele just, completely gets left in the dirt off the edge. Oh, man. Um, Dak didn't even know he was about to get hit. Um, you know, call it like you want. You know, he should have better pocket presence or whatever. But it's like you said. I mean, this shit was happening. They, I mean, I don't even see the numbers for their pressures, but they were in the backfield within three seconds. On, oh, yeah. Probably 70% of the plays. So, I don't think, I don't think it was his best game. I know you don't think it was his best game, but – uh, there's a ton of factors that contribute to that. Did you see Chris Jones's uh, stats? I saw his sacks. I didn't see all of his individual stats. Oh, uh, dude. Like I said, tip your hat to that guy. I mean, our offensive oh, line played terrible, but he yeah. played his ass off. Four tackles, one assist, and three and a half fucking sacks. Yeah. Dude, you. That's a bad man. Yeah. And he got, I mean, it's just in the generic ass stats here but like this is another one's not coming up but he got the tip right there the at, tip the end. at the end yep the, in, the, the, the the pick. Pick. so yeah dude that dude played his fucking ass off like i don't follow chief stuff but there be, better be a video of andy reed handing him the game ball yeah, absolutely hell, hell of a job chris jones we we definitely have some things to work on but shout out to him man for uh yeah. you know finding I guess the weakness and exploiting it in the fucking offensive line, man, because they were terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got worked over fucking by everybody. It's just Jones just – he said tonight's my night. Um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. That was the most frustrating part was the fucking line. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, like, I mean – we still only lose this game by 10. There was, I feel like there was a big for shit. I don't, man, like the entire third quarter, the majority of the fourth quarter, both of us are trying to hand this game back and forth to each other. And if our, oh, if, yeah. our if our line plays somewhat decent, like that just not even, it doesn't have to be spectacular. It just has to be better than shitty. I, it's, it's easy for us to put 10. Maybe even in the first half, it's different before we lose C.D. Lamb. He wasn't targeted a lot, but we can route all of this back to, you know, I, I'm sure if we broke it down, then we can't even go back and look. Um, how much time did Dak have to get rid of the ball on every play? I, I, I would feel very comfortable saying it was no longer than three and a half, four seconds. Oh, shit. Yeah, easy. So, um, I mean, well, I think it was fourth quarter – uh, I don't remember which drive it was. Maybe the last field that we got. It was – or no, it was the one we punted. It was like third and 13. And I don't think we had – we had one guy go past 10 yards. Yeah. One guy – and he was at the line. So, it's like, one, what kind of fucking player are we running there? But at the same time, like, they didn't even have time to get that far. Yeah. Which in that might have been why Kellen called it. I mean, it's fourth quarter. We've seen it all fucking day that he, we had no time. 
get the ball out, let the receiver make a play. So, I mean, that's probably what Kellen was thinking. But even – we didn't even have time to get the guys fucking 10 yards before someone was in Dak's face. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a terrible I, – that's a – I mean, you can call it – call it what it is. Like, it was a terrible game by the offensive line that sets the tone for everything. They – it just happened to be they had Clyde Edwards a layer back. Um, he was fucking ready to run his little ass off. He did that. Uh, I mean, our defense didn't play terrible. They didn't play right. great. They – it's just one of those games, man, you know, like you said in the beginning, it's you, – you can't really get hung up on it because you know it was – it seems like it was one thing. Like, yeah, we're without Amari Cooper, we're without C.D. Lamb, but, I I mean, I still feel like if the line shows up, like, we're in that game, if not winning that game. He's- Absolutely. And that – which it's a loss. This loss – losses don't feel good, but I feel way better about this one than even the Bronco one because that was a fucking playoff atmosphere. It was. Anybody that says it wasn't, fucking liar. That game showed us what it's going to be like in January. And fucking loud. It's a team that Kansas City is going to be there in January. I mean, I'll be fucking shocked if they're not. I know they start off shitty, but I'm going to be completely shocked if Kansas City's not there. They know how to win. They're a skilled fucking offense. They've kind of found it together figured themselves out again, got back to the Kansas City they were, not just today, past three weeks. So I'm not making excuses. Like, they've kind of clicked the past couple weeks, getting it back where they should be. And we kept Patrick Mahomes from throwing a single touchdown. Correct? Uh, Wasn't it – was Hilaire the only one that scored? uh, There was the Kelsey play. What was that? How did that? Oh, go? the rushing by Kelsey. Yeah, but yeah, that wasn't a. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes had no touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, still, we, our defense looked great. I mean, that's a that's still a damn good offense to keep to nineteen points. Yep. I mean, and kudos to them, dude. Fucking keeping us to nine. I mean, that was a hell of a ball game. That's a playoff fucking game. Two high-powered offenses that defense just showed up to stop each other. So I mean, it was I, it was definitely a good ball game for us. Uh, sucks to lose, especially fucking Green Bay loses. It gives us a step in the right direction. Kind of getting closer to that home field advantage. So it sucked not to capitalize on that loss earlier in the day. But I mean, it sucks as a loss, but there are good things to take away, and that's yeah, that's one sure. of them. Um, another thing which it's leads back to the line our two leading receivers today was a tight end and a running back with the most receptions that right there also shows Dak had no time to throw the fucking ball yeah like we're having to get it out quick we're having to run screens quick um, Dalton Schultz had six catches Zeke had six catches that is not what we need. We had no – we had two decent deep threat plays today. Um, one of them was the play where CD got hurt. And then the other one was where Cedric went up and had the ball batted away. I mean, that was the only, like, two really deep plays we had. Yeah. Our longest pass today, I believe, was 19 yards, and that was in the fourth quarter. That's – 
I mean, I know we're deep, we're talented, but that's not us. And I mean, probably gonna harp on it this whole fucking episode. Comes back to having no fucking time. I mean, I don't give a shit. You could have every all pro fucking skill position player, but if you have three seconds to throw the ball, it's gonna be hard to do anything. Yeah, man, that that's right. When you have Dalton Schultz out there, you know, almost every play, like with when that's your answer every single play, when he's we have six receptions, like that's yeah, six receptions. Not still, no one average. Okay, Tony Pollard, 10 yards, but I would imagine most of that's yards after catch. So I mean it, oh yeah, yeah. That's that story tells itself, just like you said. Um Lions gotta do better. It's fucking that's shitty. That and man, receivers gotta catch the ball. I mean, there was some big Cedric man. And I don't know if it's maybe we're just fucking spoiled between Amari and CD. The boys don't drop balls. Yeah. Those two go out and it's just fucking <laughs> Yeah. We Sed can't dropped, catch a damn thing. Sed dropped the big one. We all saw it. He, I, I'm i a big Cedric Wilson fan. I think, like we've talked about ever since we started this podcast, he's one of those guys on this team that comes in, plays his role, doesn't doesn't ask um, to be a mainstream guy, but he knows the role that he needs to play. Um, and so naturally you just you, – you cheer for those guys, and he struggled today. Oh, yeah. So – um, man, other than that, I mean, we still got some more nitpicking to do, but across the board, I mean, it was a very, very even game. Uh, first downs, go you know, Cowboys first, Chiefs second, 18 to 23. Third downs, five for 14, four for 12. Total play, six to four to 66. Sacks allowed, five to four. Punt, six to four. Penalty, six for 45, six for 64. Both had a fumble loss. We threw two picks, so they're one. 29-13, time of possession to 30-47. That's fucking as even as a game as you're going to get. We just couldn't capitalize on the damn thing. Yeah. But, I mean, that's also what you're going to get out of a defensive game, which, like I said, we're missing people. I mean, it was obvious. So – Silver linings, that that loss sucks, but if we're a healthy Cowboy team, there's no way we lose that fucking game. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I know he I, – I tell myself he's penalty prone a lot, but he's still good. That's, it's, that's a game you want Tyron Smith, whether it's Absolutely. for size, whether it's for experience, whatever it is. I mean, uh, nothing, nothing against Terrence Steele, man, but that's just – that's – in these defensive – playoff type mentality games like this that's where you want Tyron Smith he catches one or two holds occasionally yeah that's true but that that size it even if it gives you um you know another half a second to a second that makes all the difference oh absolutely so if if anyone's like oh yeah you know oh what are you talking about you're you're saying the line and then you're saying healthy and blah 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 like you know, it was Amari and CD that were out. They don't play line. Like, that's other things to look at. Um, you know, we'll hit on it 
with the whole Amari thing, how that affects us for the rest of this week. And even with the CD, the concussion thing, I don't know. So, yeah, no shit. Um, man, that's what I got too on the list. Well, we'll, we'll get to that rest of the week. Um, ah, fuck it. We'll hit on it. Uh, Amari's out. We already know it. Um, short week. It's Thanksgiving this week. Where the boys, obviously, you fucking know we play on Thanksgiving. Um, Mars COVID positive. If you listen to this, guarantee you watch the game. You already know that. Uh, that sucks. It sucked today. Now we got CD with concussion. And the replay really showed him hit his head pretty fucking hard. Uh, as of 8-16 Sunday night, I don't think he's going to play. No. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I fucking – it sucks ass that it's a short week, and uh, I I had a feeling right from the get-go. Like, fuck, man. If it was another Sunday game, maybe he goes like Monday, Tuesday, touch only on Wednesday, and then, uh, you know, maybe Thursday, Friday gets practice, but we're fucking playing on Thursday. So, yeah, I don't know. And we're – we're still at the top of the division. The chances of us being in the playoffs are great right now. They're not going to fucking – they're not oh, going to yeah. push this anymore than they have to. So Yeah, we're not worried about the division no more. We're, we're trying to get home field, but, I mean, at the same time, you don't want to risk anything fucking stupid to damage your chances later on. Right. You, you want to make playoffs number one. You want to be healthy at playoffs number two. You want home field number three. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, definitely rest. Um. So, I mean, we're going to be out our top two receivers and our number two tight end again. Um, three very big guys to not be having also against the very good Raider team. Um, apparently kind of shit the bed at the end of the day, but they're, they're still a solid team. And if our line don't block like it did today, we could be in the same fucking scenario Thanksgiving Day. Yep. So fucking hopefully fucking Smith's back. I don't know if you got any update on that. Yeah, I don't I I guess that's something we'll I mean I feel like between the two of us we have fucking notifications on for every fucking thing where every fucking sport um you know uh we're not we're not big enough yet to to hear this thing directly. So we still <laughs> we still I mean as painful as it is, we still secondhand report shit. But um, I think we do a pretty diligent job of trying to stay on top of it. Oh yeah. So yeah, I haven't heard anything about Tyron Smith. I'm with you. I don't think we'll see CD. I think he's going to get to coast this week. Um, it's like you said. That's another thing that. Man, I, I think goes missed a lot is just the – like when they slow it down and you see it, that, that fucking impact of your head just hitting the ground like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone – even us growing up, we played, you know, whatever, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth football, and then you play in high school. You never even really think about that shit. I mean – No. If anyone listen to this podcast, you know, we all probably grew up with a couple of concussions here and there, and we were just like, <laughs> you know, so, so fuck it, you know? Oh, yeah. 
So we just um, didn't have trained yeah, professional think, doctors on uh, the sideline with us. We damn sure didn't have the fucking replay. So <laughs> yeah, fucking speaking of replay, uh, the unsportsmanlike they got, and I can't remember who it was. Was it the punt? Well, did I lose you? All right. Little freeze, little technical difficulty there. <laughs> so, sorry for the last 10, 15 awkward seconds. Uh, we think we were talking about hitting our heads. Um, yeah, we we literally had a fucking electronic concussion in the middle of talking about real-life concussions. <laughs> so, that's fitting. Uh I mean, we were giving you a preview of what happened to CD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think we're, Nortex wise, we're, we're to the same consensus here. I don't think we'll see him on Thursday. Not going to see Amari, as we know, with the whole 10 day positive, however, all that shit goes. Um, so we'll, uh, we definitely, definitely have to make some changes up front. Not not player wise, just performance wise. We've got to do better up front um, if we if if we want to rebound and be worth the shit on Thanksgiving Day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, last thing on the boys for now. Post this on Twitter. Is Micah Parsons the best player on this fucking team? Oof. That's a good. That was a good question, man. I, <laughs> I answered it. I, I did it. too. And there's, uh, I mean, there's obviously speculation for the fucking question. I mean, he's, he's going to win rookie of the year. Healthy. He's going to win rookie of the year. He's going to be a pro bowler. Probably going to be all pro. I think the man might be the best player on the fucking team. I don't think I can say no. Like, yeah. Yeah. If there's an expansion draft, I if there's an expansion draft and I'm a GM and someone says we should take Michael Parsons, I don't know that I can tell someone, no, we should take such and such instead. Yeah. There's not many players at all in the league right now that I would say it over. Yeah. The dude's a fucking animal. Yeah. And even even <laughs> as his game has developed in this, whether it's fucking half a season, are we halfway now? A little, yeah, little we're halfway. halfway. So even as his game has developed halfway through this season, like it still hasn't changed. Like he's still the same guy that wants to be out there every play. And oh yeah. And Dan Quinn's having to tell him, like, nah, man, like this isn't your set or fucking catch a breather or you know, stuff like that. I, I, I would easily build the defense around him. I, I mean, I, oh yeah, I, I'd be all right with starting a franchise with him. Question number two is not a question. I'm not even going to ask it. I'm just going to. It's a statement. My man is no longer a linebacker. No, I, I don't fucking care. No longer a linebacker. No. No. He is so good at getting to the fucking quarterback and even getting to the edge and turning everything back in. Yeah. 
Yeah. We missed out on TJ Watt a few years ago. I believe that was the taco draft, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Could you that. imagine? I almost cashed in my Christmas gift on a Taco Charlton jersey. My mom was like, <laughs> my, my mom was like, I'm getting you a Cowboys jersey. Who do you want? And for a second, it was like up in limbo. And I was fucking big on the taco train. I was like, Taco Charlton. And then I sent her a message right afterwards. And I was like, ah, oh, just go ahead and grab Dak. And yeah, like, let's go safe. <laughs> uh, dude, you talk about a nightmare. Yeah. But could you imagine if we would have drafted TJ over fucking Taco and now? Uh, had have those two on the edges yeah that's oh, stupid god yeah which really really we wouldn't even be doing that because we're still missing d law which we were hoping was going to be back this week so then we would have mike at fucking running back oh man those old drafts and shit can piss you yeah. off sometimes speaking of debarcus though i mean it was all over twitter like he he essentially got the blessing and the christening of DeMarcus Ware after oh, like, yeah. like what everyone is saying about him, you know, the stat, what is, was it, eight, eight sacks most by rookie since DeMarcus Ware. And we're barely halfway through the season. Yeah. And he fucking, like, I mean, immediately, like, DeMarcus Ware retweeted it. It's like, you know. And that's that, Cowboy that's royalty. The, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's him, like, blessing off on you right there. So, the, I'm with you. I mean, he's. He's got edge written all over him. He's got to play there. He just – he turns everything back inside, just like you said. And he gets more people involved. I mean, today, uh, you know, Armstrong's involved. Um, Odigizua's involved. So, and that's oh, all. Oh, yeah. He, when you break the play down, like, that's all because of Micah Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> Anything on the Cowboys for now? Nah. I, that – I, that hits. I mean, for me, it's kind of the same thing you said, man. It's a loss. It's a stale loss. It's a tough loss because we know we could have won the game, but fuck. We also know what we have to fix. We're not out here in this situation like, what the fuck went wrong? We know exactly what it was. We need right. to fix it by Thursday, and it needs to produce better by Thursday. Rebound Thursday. We can go from there. Oh, yeah. Um, Luca misses third straight game today and it has showed um, it has showed man but it kind of we've talked earlier about beating the hell out of shitty teams and getting our asses whooped by good teams we missed luca for the third straight game we beat the nuggets by 10 lost to the suns by seven lost the suns by eight state those are very good playoff teams that we're going to see in the playoffs. Um, I mean, we – today's game, I mean, it was during the Cowboy game, so it's just a little tough, switch back and forth. But, I mean, we hung tough throughout that whole fucking game. It just couldn't close. Uh, nobody's really playing any different without Luka. That's the problem. Um, everybody looks about the same. Porzingis still putting up double digits. Uh, rebounds and points. Uh, Jalen putting up double digits, points and assists. Hardaway putting up double digits. I mean, that's what we did all this whole week, but that's what we do with Luca. And, but with Luca, we're getting 20 to 30 extra points a night, 10 extra assists. So nobody really has stepped up with 
without Luca. We're a good team, obviously, with Luca. But, I mean, that, that's two good playoff teams we're going to see. But we still need to win. We still can't depend on one fucking guy. Yeah, same thing. I mean, like you're saying, even, even if you look at some of these smaller names, like Willie Cauley-Stein, people that are consistently producing, um, you know, Luca's not just a scorer, he's a playmaker. So right. you put him, you put him out there against what you know, whatever today, say the Clippers. You can't just box and one this guy, or you can't just try and one two this guy because he's making plays for other people on the team. Yeah. Um, and and not that Porzingis or Jalen Brunson or no one else is doing that. It's just that's one dynamic that we add when Luca's out there. He can, right. like you said, you know, he's he's at least double digits in points, double digits in assist. Um, you know, most he can rebound. So these teams have this luxury now of having fact, like we don't have this dynamic playmaker. We still have a great team. We have great, I mean, we're above 500. Like you said, we beat the shit out of shitty teams. Oh we yeah. Just, we just have to learn how to beat good teams. Um, but you could definitely tell when that playmaker who can do, I need to, he just generates that crowd. If, if, if you're in the open court, you know, it, it to me, it's really similar to like a, which we'll hit on a two on one in hockey. You know, do you, do you take the puck or do you take the man? Like, right. That Luca creates that same dynamic. Do you guard Luca? And the second you guard Luca, he passes the ball. The second you guard the man, Luca pulls up and knocks down the jumper consistently. So that's oh, yeah. kind of what we're missing out on. We still have people there. We still have playmakers. It's just not to the same dynamic. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's showing. I think I had the wrong game for the ball to go. Uh, Clippers game was the one that I was watching today, 97-91. But, I mean, it was, it was a hell of a fucking ball game. Uh, Paul George played great. But same thing what I just said. Same point, same stats. Nobody's just stepping up. Um, I mean, Hardaway didn't play great today. He only put up eight points. But 36 minutes, I mean, you need more than eight. Uh, but Porzingis, 32 minutes, eight rebounds, two assists, 25. Jalen, 35 minutes, four rebounds, eight assists, 20. We're playing, but we're just – nobody's taking over Lucas' spot. And if he's out, he's, we need more from you. Um, someone's got to take the reins. Jalen's been a great number two this year, but – and even even Porzingis, I mean, he's he's really played great. Not trying to be the king of the ship of fucking show, but Porzingis almost needs to take over. If you want to be the fucking star, yep. all right, our MVP caliber guy's out, be the fucking superstar you want to be. So, I mean, if we need to win, if you want to be the guy, put the fucking shirt on, let's go. Put the cape on, let's go. Yeah, I agree. We, uh, man, it's one of those things, like, with the Mavs right now, I'm just kind of, like, and, and you can say the same about the Cowboys. Like, we're just in that regular season form. Like, we've got the regular season going. We're in this spot where – if we win a game, we lose a game, especially with basketball. It, does, it doesn't have this dynamic effect on our entire season. There's some minor injury with Luca, So, uh, I know you do a pretty good job of staying up with it. Um, I, I stay up with it. I was listening to the game today, uh, watching it. And, um, it, I mean, there's some things it, it's hard to just, you know, keep – sometimes there's just not dynamic shit happening. And that goes to everything. There'll be times – 
in baseball season with, you know, fucking Rangers, Rangers win three, two. And yeah, that's, how, that's how it goes, man. And you might have a week like that. Uh, the big thing right now, like you said, is just roles. You know, if, if this is going to extend out longer than three games, this is going to be through the holidays for the next couple of weeks. And, you know, we, then these six point losses do add up. Oh then, yeah. Then someone has to step up. Um, and we got to find a role player and whether that's Porzingis or if Jalen takes that next step up um, and then Tim Hardaway kind of steps into the Jalen role or DFS or whoever's doing what, like at, at some point we are going to have to figure it out. Um, ideally, you know, we want to have that plan and play sooner rather than later, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, nine and seven is not a bad place to be. We're fifth in the West, but yeah, like you said, this drags on through the holidays we can fall fucking fast. Um, they did have Luca questionable today, so hopefully he's back. Um, we play the Clippers again Tuesday, and then we got the Wizards Saturday. Um, I don't think we've decided if we're going to record Thursday night after the game or if we'll wait till Sunday. So we may just have one more basketball game under us. We haven't decided yet, but uh, – Got the Clippers again Tuesday, so, I mean, Luke was questionable today. He may come out Tuesday. Um, also, at the same time, we're so early in the season, you don't want to rush anything. Uh, hopefully they make some adjustments and fucking someone's got to step up and take over when Luke is not playing. Yeah, and even if – I mean, if we don't see him Tuesday, hopefully that – Tuesday through Saturday break, whatever the whatever the fuck he needs with this. What is it? Yeah. Knee, knee, knee and ankle sprain. Knee and ankle. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, if we don't see him Tuesday, then hopefully that Wednesday through Friday, early morning Saturday, fucking does what we need it to do for him. So Right. Staying in American Airlines, you want to start stars, you want me to? I don't care. I, I'll let you take it. Let's see. I want I want to see where you go with some of these bullets we got. Well, the first one off the ice kind of pissed me off. Um, the Riley and Rick shit. So I like Riley, it. <laughs> I like it. God damn, it's bullshit. I'm gonna crack another one. That that's how much bones pissed me off. We'll call this a little segment. Just <laughs> God, dude. So Riley's he's played in two games this year for a couple minutes. Um, he's from Minnesota. Minnesota. He's got family, friends all there, whatever. Gets told he's playing. What's the first thing any of us are going to fucking do playing in our home state, hometown? We're calling the boys. We're calling the Call fam. the boys, man. Yeah. Hey, wrangle everybody up because we're fucking having a party. Y'all's coming to watch me. Four hours, was it, before fucking yeah. pup drop? Hey, bro, you ain't playing. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. That's the biggest crock of shit. I've heard in a long fucking time to a rookie. I don't give a fuck, dude. I don't even know if I have the right words to say about it, 
other than it's bullshit. Um, obviously, you had him on the fucking team for a reason. You literally, this one game shouldn't make that much of a difference. But let him play the fucking one. You already told him. You already told him multiple times that he was playing. Wait until after the fucking game and then make the switch. But I got a quote here, and I don't remember who fucking asked him. So sorry for that. But the bone said, honestly, I don't understand. Here's how it worked out. Wednesday, I told him, you're probably not playing tomorrow night. I didn't want him to go buy a bunch of tickets for a bunch of family and friends. We get to the rink on Thursday morning. Seggy's back in the hotel. Another guy, Rope, is pulled off the ice for testing positive for COVID. Now we're down two players. So I went to Riley and Joel Hanley and said, you guys are going to play tonight now because these two guys are out. We're going to play 11-7 and seven because we're going to have to. When I left the rink at 1230, that's what we were doing. I come back at 4 o'clock and tell Sagan and Hintz, and they tell Sagan and Hintz are ready to play. They, for the green light to play. First thing I did was I picked up the phone and called Riley. I said, Riley, before anyone buys tickets, buys tickets here, gets committed. You're out tonight now. It's changed. I do not, I do want you to take warm up in case someone else gets sick. But as of four o'clock, he knew he wasn't going to play. So they had lots of time to cancel tickets or whatever. That was so, I honestly don't understand the big deal about this, but whatever. He's a good kid and we had a good conversation. There are no issues. I can tell you right now, there's fucking issues. He might have acted professional because he's the fucking coach, but there's some fucking issues. That's horseshit. That club motherfucker don't know obviously how hard it is to cancel fucking tickets, especially that close to fucking game time. Even if you can cancel them that close to game time, I don't even know if you can. Yeah, that's the old. That's the whole, like, I'm a coach, I'm a player privilege shit speaking there. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just a generic fan like us. Uh, you're not getting shit out of trying to – and also, like, what, what, what do you do if you're – what are the Riley Tufts? Like, what if you're his homies and his family, like, what do you say? Like, oh, by the way, uh, my son just got a healthy scratch. Like, can we get a refund on these tickets? Cause he's not playing tonight. And Ticketmaster's like, Oh yeah, that's legit. Sure. Yeah. No shit. So he's got 50 motherfuckers coming. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a bones guy. I know you're a bones guy. I, oh, I agree. Yeah. I think this move is, this move is fucked. Um, especially with the way that we play in terms of forwards, um, and stuff like that. Like, dude, there's, multiple people especially when you look at where riley's probably gonna he's probably gonna play the fourth line there's multiple yeah. moves that can be made within that third and fourth line whether it's jacob peterson or even if you um i mean joel kiviranta there's plenty of moves to be made i understand the whole rope a false positive you want to get him back Sagan's. yeah those are those are top six guys for us Right. You're gonna you're gonna play Riley in the bottom six, and you you have plenty of flexibility there for uh, one fucking night. After you yeah. already made the call, he's got yeah. his family, his friends, his loved ones, everybody close to him, and even the ones that maybe not be close to him, but think they are. He's got everybody coming. 
Yeah. That third and fourth line, you can make a couple adjustments for the fucking night. Which is it, – it's a wild to me because we do. We, Some we, guy probably would have been cool with it if they, if they would have just asked. One of the yeah. one guy maybe a little banged up can be like, hey, you know what? I'll take the night off. Let him have it. Yeah, that that line fluctuates so much, just like what you said, Hanley. I mean, there there's so much fluctuation in the easily in the fourth line, and sometimes even up into the third. I mean, especially with the the guy being there, it's his home state. Um, you know, it, you're you're playing the wild. It's I don't I don't see what the big deal is. You're still able to get Sagan and Rope back in and. It's it should be easy to fucking make the play. I don't. Know. Oh yeah, it's, it's a shitty look for Bones. There are some people, some loyalists that are just like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's show business, not like you know whatever. Um, it's it's a simple fucking move. We're not in playoff hockey yet. Um, it really looks shitty because we just went in there and got our fucking shit pushed in by the Wild. So yeah, when God, you look. Dude. When you look back at retrospect, like, would it really have fucking hurt to let the kid play in front of his family and friends? Absolutely not, because we got fucking face fucked. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I I think it's a shitty look. It sucks, especially. And then to just tell the kid, like, hey, you're a healthy scratch, but hang out in case something else fucking trickles through the water. Like, yeah. This fucking up, down, up, down, like, that Dude, shit sucks. You know how much even more bullshit it would have been? If 30 minutes before fucking puck drop, he's like, all right, yeah, he tests positive, you're in. And now his family's fucking too far away to make the fucking game. That would have been even worse. Yeah. And obviously he wouldn't feel like shit about it because he didn't fucking care from the beginning. I mean, I get it's a business, but goddamn, we got beat 72. We got our ass. We probably had a good feeling that was going to happen. And shitty fucking take all around my bones. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about it last week. We said the wild, they do not fuck around there. Uh, That's a good I, team. <laughs> God damn. I don't know if baseball rules apply to hockey, but if they do, the fucking Randy at Rose Arena is going to apply to Kirill. That fucking guy is a, he's a fucking hockey wizard. Dude, no shit. Um, they, they played great. Um, the, the bone, I hate the bones call. It's like you said, it, it's it's fucking, it's low risk for the team and it's high reward for him as a player. I don't. That's know. exactly what it is. I don't know how you don't let that just go out there and happen. So. Oh yeah. If we're gonna if we're gonna fucking let go of Blake Como two and a half three weeks ago, whenever we did that, to develop the program and bring up more prospects and stuff like this like i don't understand how you don't let this kid play exactly makes so. no fucking sense um yeah that's that's a hot take for the week kind of ruffled the feathers for us um little good news though uh rope last night against the fucking blues one of four players in franchise history to score two shorthanded goals and the first since we've been the Dallas Stars. That's, yeah. That that actually kind of blew my mind. Yeah, man. Uh, so if anyone hasn't figured it out yet, I am the biggest Rope Hans fan in the world. He might be my favorite athlete to watch just do anything. Um, yeah, we're big, fucking, big Rope guys. 
fucking phenomenal, man. Um, like you said, two shorties, one of four in the entirety of what's been uh, Dallas Stars, Minnesota North Stars, fucking everything, every which fucking, you know, whatever we were, the fucking Finland Dragons or whatever. Uh, and the, the only Dallas star that's ever done it. I don't know what the fuck was in the Gatorade last night, man. Tell our yeah. uh, DFW non-hockey guys, our baseball, basketball, football guys, what a shorthanded goal is. Shorthanded goal is when the uh, the other team is on the power play so that when you have a super aggressive uh, Jamie Benn-esque type person who takes a penalty, we get a penalty kill, and we go right back on the penalty because Jamie Benn gets another <laughs> penalty, uh, then we're the shorthanded team. So we, we have four players on the ice with our goalie. They have five players on the ice with their goalie. Um, and – the generic way that a power play works is you play five on four for either two minutes or until um, if the team that has five players on the ice scores a goal, then you go back to full strength being shorthanded. Um, we scored two goals last night, which is pretty fucking impressive. It's even more impressive. It's saying two people did it. Um, you know, Michael Roffle and Ropey hands and almost like the same fucking play. It was real weird. Oh yeah. I thought my phone was freaking out when it sent me the shit. <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, wow, yeah, that's that's almost the exact same play. So shorthanded goal, we're down 5-4. Uh, you're pretty much playing defense the entire time. You're just trying to get the puck out of your defensive zone. We sprung to um, Trying to twice. kill the penalty. That's all yeah. you're trying to do. We, we sprung two guys two different times and uh, – Rope cashed in for two shorthanded goals. So that's big shit. Six points in five games for him. So, oh, uh, yeah. My humble opinion is the greatest hockey player in the entire world right now. Uh, I've never once not thought that. So, <laughs> big Rope, guys. Take. Yeah, that's not a hot take. I'll, Come I'll jump on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, since we last recorded 5 2 W over the Red Wings, we always love that shit. Fuck Detroit. Yep. Um, got our asses whooped against Minnesota. We saw that shit, 7-2. And then, yeah, the 4-1 to last night over St. Louis. So, good week for the boys. Uh, coming up this week, Tuesday, the Oilers, Friday, the Avalanche, Saturday, the Yotes. Um, like we said, we don't know when we're going to record yet with the holiday. Um, we may have one game, we may have three games, but – Shit, follow along on Twitter. We're definitely gonna be fucking live tweeting shit. Any takes on the few the the week coming up? Man, watch out for Colorado, dude. They're so fucking good. I'm they just fucking annihilated the shit out of the Seattle Kraken the other am I, was it yesterday? I'm not I'm not sure. I've played Candyland and drank some beer since then. But, <laughs> uh whenever the uh the avalanche played the crack and they were just fucking beating the shit out of Edmonton. You have Connor McDavid. You know, that guy's what, you know, hockey McJesus, the next Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Um, I don't know what our goalie situation is looking like. We might hit on that a little more in the future when we see what's coming of Holby. Um, if either one of those games, whoever's in the net, I hope that's their best performance of the year because this will be rough. Oh, yeah. 
so far the Arizona Coyotes suck. So um, I don't I don't know if you go Dobby Dobby Ottinger or what with that. I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't you know. You got to consider put, it. Yeah, I don't know if we put Hudovin out there and he gets his fucking shit pumped by both of those and then I don't know. I know Edmonton and Colorado are solid teams. Um, but if it's me, I'm putting Jake in the net against the Oats. That's, oh, that's yeah, a, absolutely. That's a good start for him. Um, they're not a real threatening team. I think they'll still put some shots on goal, but I, that's just one of those games where it gets him time. It gets him pucks shot at him um, and hopefully, you know, just building more experience because he's going to end up being the – I mean, if you, if you don't think he's going to be – the number one in the net for this franchise, then I, I don't know what to tell you because it's definitely coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Otter's been great. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Kudobin, Kudobin, Otter this week. Uh, you got anything left on the stars for now? No, I'm good there. Uh, uh, moving on to the Diamond. We actually got quite a bit of Rangers news, even though it's the offseason this week. Um, first and foremost, shout out to uh, Nick Solak getting hitched this weekend. Kudos to our boy. Yep, uh, saw that. Yeah. A little, little quick shout out for him. Obviously, we don't have any fucking details on that, or else we go in depth for you. But, yeah, a uh, guy marries girl. That's all we know. Yeah, he's off the market. Any yep. girls out there that love Nick? Um, sorry about your bad luck. Should have stepped up sooner. Um, the Arizona Fall League. We had a uh, we had two fall stars. We talked about it last week. Um, we're gonna talk about both of them. Right now, one on Owen White. Uh, AFL Pitcher of the Year. Uh, he's our 28th prospect in in the Rangers farm system. Uh, he had a 191 ERA in 28 in the third innings pitch. Owen's making a name. Um, keep an eye out for him. Obviously, that fall league's a big deal to go get better, uh, play against damn good competition. Other young prospects that's going to make a name for themselves in the future. Uh, Owen just got – Pitcher of the year. I mean, I know it's short season, but pitch his ass off. So if you don't know, keep keep a watch out for the name Owen White. Now you know. In other Ranger news, um, Chris Woodward contract extension um, going to go through twenty twenty three with a club option for twenty four. I don't hate it. Um, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been the biggest Woody fan. I also will probably could kind of be honest and say I haven't gave the man a super fair chance. Um, I think Bannister got fucked over. Um, I think Bannister got his rope cut shorter than it should have. I think Bannister was a hell of a manager. Um had a couple good years and we fell off, but 
I, I, I was a big Jeff Bannister fan, and I, I thought if they let him go through the rebuild, he would have built this team the way he wanted to, and it had been fucking phenomenal. Um, that's how good of a coach I think he is. So when we got rid of him, and when we got rid of him, I know I've said it in episodes before, I thought Don Wakamatsu was going to get the fucking job. Um, didn't. We hired Woody. So, I mean, I kind of came out – I mean, supporting Woody, I want the team to fucking win no matter what. Just like I'm going to support fucking Carlos Correa if he signs this. I'm going to support the Rangers if they fucking win. But I didn't want him to go that way. So, Woody's got a lot of hate. Um, we sucked ass. It's not his fucking fault. He came into a shitty situation. Um, can't blame him for that. He's part of the rebuild. Give him a chance. And I like that. 23, you better fucking do something by then. Because by then, our top prospects should be up. We got money. We're about to spend this season and next season. 23, if, if we have a losing fucking season, yeah, club option's gone. Get the fuck out. So 23 is going to – 22, I mean, this next year is going to be a big performance. I don't expect to make the playoffs, but he's got to show improvements. And 23, we better be – if we're not in the fucking playoffs, we better miss it on the last fucking day. Um. So, I don't hate the Woody extension. Uh, still supporting him. Like I said, I just had a little biasy, I guess, coming in. But uh, I don't hate it. But I'm going to give the man a shot. So, hopefully, hopefully he takes these boys where he needs to go. And fuck it. We may lend Seeger out of him. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I like what – I like kind of just how you broke it down with the extension. You have – this coming up season and we need to see improvements and we're, we're going to bring prospects up to you. You know, we might fill in a couple of veteran guys this off season. Like we're talking about, we're going to bring prospects up to you. We need to see improvements with what we give you. And then next year's a go. And I like the fact that we have the club option after that. So oh uh, yeah, we're, not, we're not, we're not committing to anything fucking crazy. Um, he's already in the clubhouse. Um, I don't, I'm like you. I was a big Banny guy, I think, um, coming off what we had with Wash and going into Banny. We, we had a good thing with him. Um, and I think any reasonable Rangers fan thinks that he really did get his time cut short. Oh, yeah. Um, and the even for me, I mean, I've caught myself as the same type of fan being like, oh, okay, like we got rid of Bannister after this, but we, we have Chris Woodward performing like this now. That's easy to do. Um, like you said, I think you said it really well. Um, he's part of the rebuild. So uh, I think it's a good timetable for him. We saw what happened this last season. Show me improvements coming up 20, you know, 2022. And then the season after that is where we need to be at the top of the AL West. And if yep. we don't make it into the playoffs, it's because fucking three moons aligned and, you know, all kinds of crazy shit happened on the 162nd day. Right. Yeah. Shit so, hit the fucking fan. Yeah. Um, talking about our other Arizona Fall League guy, uh, Ezekiel Duran uh, was one of three added to the 40-man roster. Talked about it. Uh, we didn't completely have the same thoughts as the Rangers did, but I kind of get it. But – we're just – we got our thoughts and opinions, and they got theirs. And, obviously, they got more intel than us. But, uh, yeah, Ezekiel Duran, 
uh, like we said, he's one of the four. They came over with uh, Joey Gallo. Um, he made the 40-man roster, uh, Ronnie Henriquez uh, and Ricky Benasco all got added to the 40-man. I think that put us at 36 with four to go, which is expecting us to have a big offseason. A um, couple things. Uh, Ricky um, is our 12th-ranked prospect. Um, he's the third-ranked pitching prospect. He underwent Tommy John in September 2020. Hasn't pitched in a minor league game since 2019, an official game. Um, he's been in the instructional league. But obviously, if that's the case, we see something fucking big out of this guy. He hasn't pitched in that long. There's something fucking there. Um, and now I'm excited to see it, to make that big of a commitment to him after being out that long. Uh, I fucking love it. And then uh, Ronnie uh, is the 15th ranked prospect. Um, he's thrown in, he had a 471 ERA in High Hickory and Double A Frisco uh, through 93 and two thirds innings and 105 strikeouts. 471 is not what you want to see, especially in high A and double A. But that's another thing. I mean, there's something fucking there that we're saying, hey, we don't want you to go anywhere. So that's those two really caught my eye. Um, Duran doesn't shock me as much. Number seventh ranked prospect. Um, Arizona Fall Star can damn near do anything. Uh, Duran's a hell of a fucking athlete, and he may be our utility player. To be honest, he may be our guy. We go sign a shortstop, move uh, Izzy to fucking second. Ezekiel might be our third baseman until Jung comes up, and then then we just move Duran as our utility guy. So I don't fucking hate it. I I love the idea. Um, that's kind of where I think we're going. And then the last thing I got on that is um, Bubba Thompson and Steel Walker got left off. They did discuss both of them. Um, JD said uh, they tried to look at guys who were more likely to fill a role in the short term, either with the Rangers or a different organization. So hopefully neither one of them get taken. Um, it wouldn't shock me. Uh the Rule 5 draft is December 8th, so we're roughly probably, what, about a little over two and a half weeks out. Um, hopefully we don't lose those guys, but if it happens, it happens. Hopefully our boys in the office know what they're doing. I know JD gets a lot of hate. Um, I'm a JD guy. I'm a big supporter, to be honest. Uh, people listen might not like it, but. If you don't like it, I would love to sit down and discuss John Daniels' fucking move, chance actions. Um, I think I think he's one of the best GMs in the league, and uh, I love DFW sports. But if you want to challenge the fucking Rangers, let's sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> so I like JD's calls. Um, I support the man a lot of the time. Uh, 
that's what I got on the 40 man in the offseason so far without any actual official signings. Yeah, everything I have, uh, I mean, it just kind of looks the same way. I like the boldness just coming out there and just standing JD, calling out everybody. That should definitely get us some attention. I love that. I hope that, yeah. comes, <laughs> I hope that comes across the right desk. Yeah, everything I saw, um, you know, a Kennedy Landry article, pretty much everything you hit on, uh, those three guys came up. Uh, we outright Kyle Cody and Edward Lena. Um, I'm with you on Ezekiel Duran, man. He kind of, he kind of come across um, maybe even a little mass with the whole Josh Smith thing and the Joey Gallo trade. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think there's a big role for him and it's starting to look like maybe the guys in the front office think that too. Um, he's, he's consistent. Uh, he's very universal dynamic player. So um, I don't think that you're far off from saying, you know, maybe we plug and play him where we need him while we've got some long-term guys developing and coming up. Um, oh, yeah. And stuff like that. Um, you know, Vanasco, like we said, he's he's been out, but his numbers before then were great. I mean, oh, 2. yeah. 2.38 ERA. Um, you know, stuff like that. So obviously people in instructional league simulated games, whatever they're seeing stuff that the rest of us haven't got to see yet. And with this pitching class, these pitching prospects that we have uh, for them to go ahead and say, Hey, we're going to throw him on the 40. So no one can get him. Uh, I mean, that says something right there. Yeah. So, there's something special there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm anxious to see how that pans out. Um, draft is on the eighth, so we'll see um, how that works. But yeah, I think you're right. For now, we're sitting at 36, maybe 37. So we've got yeah. room to work. We've got room to work over the next couple of weeks, and we'll see how it goes. Oh, absolutely. Um, free agency. Uh, we have met with Seeger, Story, and Simeon at the shortstop position. Um, I think that's the order I want to go in with who I would prefer out of those three that we have met with. Um, if we were closer to contention, I might say Simeon over story, but we're more so kind of in the long-term rebuild. Simeon's a little older. Um, I don't hate the idea of Simeon, idea of Simeon but uh, I mean, would love to have story. Or, I mean, love to have Seeger. Yeah, I'd love to have Story, but Seeger is obviously number one. Um, when we talked about it last week, throw in Kyle also. Let's get the Seeger brothers to Texas. Uh, all three of those, though Corey Seeger, Trevor Story, Marcus Simeon, all rejected qualifying offers from their team, which means this is what makes it fishy. And this is why I'm more so even lean away from Story and Simeon because I don't think they make us quite. World Series contenders. Um, Corey, I think, puts us closer than the other two. Uh, we have to give up $500,000 of international signing bonus and our second highest draft pick of next year's draft to that team. So if we sign any one of those guys, we have to give up round two, third overall pick, 
to that team. I'm, I think they all get paid, and I think they all get paid well. Obviously, Seager's going to get paid more than Story or Simeon. But if we can get them for a deal, and I don't think we will because the shortstop market's so high, yeah, do it. But if it costs too much, Seager, I'm cool with. Spend the fucking money. Correa, spend the money. To be honest, even me, I think Javi, spend the money. But if point A is your fucking what you want to spend, if Story or Simeon go over, I'm saying no. Because baseball is not even like fucking football or basketball. Your first round draft pick, your second round draft pick, isn't going to be there next year. They're not going to make an impact right away. You're not drafting what you need right now to make you a contender. You're drafting for the future. A round two third overall pick is a huge fucking pick in baseball. It is very fucking big. Um, so I'm not completely sold on Story and Simeon unless the price is right. If it's too much, if we have point A as our price range, someone offers a little bit more, I say we don't jump them. Seager? Yeah, say we want to spend this much. Say we want to spend 250. Someone offers 260. Fuck it, give him 275. Seeger, I'm cool with that. Correa, I'm cool with that. Uh, like I said, even Javi, I'm cool with it. Um, we can we got the money to outbid other shortstop needed teams, but losing the 500,000 in international signing bonus and losing that draft pick, I'm a little more hesitant on those other guys. Um, we'll get to international money here in a second, but that's my biggest take on the shortstop role. And one more thing. Apparently the Yankees have stated that they are not as hard and heavy into the shortstop pool as everybody expected them to be, which could make Correa in the Rangers talks more important. Granted, we saw him with A.J. Hinch, his old manager from Houston, they went and had lunch in Detroit. Detroit's on the market. They got money. Um, if the Yankees are out, I think Detroit's our, our number one competition for Correa. Um, I really don't think he's going back to Houston. Um, his old manager played great unders in Detroit. They got the money. If Detroit don't get him, I'll be shocked if Carlos Correa is not a Ranger. Other than that, I push for Correa, but if not, and if you think, if there's inside scoop that he's going to Detroit, go all in on Seager. Let's go get him right now before the CBA expires. Not even fucking worry about it. Yeah, I think uh, the big thing that you hit on with the, you know, rejecting the qualifying offer, a lot of things people just see is, what was it this year, 18-4? You just think, oh, you know, they all reject the qualifying offer, so they don't want 18-4. They want more than that. There's not, you know, there's not any fine print to that, but really there is. Yeah. Um, and like you said, a, a round two top five pick is big. Like, that's oh, huge. That's, that's someone that's going to be an everyday all-star for many organizations. Oh, yeah. So, um. I think so. Like that's not that's not something we just want to go out there playing, 
you know, chase game with and saying, oh yeah, we don't care about this. We don't care about this. We don't care about this. Um, that, that could have huge implications for us in, you know, 25, 26 season. So yeah, I mean, you pretty much collectively, I mean, you covered all that, you know, pretty well. I'm on board with that. I say, you know, the, the AJ Hinch, Carlos Correa, like three and a half hour breakfast, brunch, lunch thing came out. Um, we all know Detroit has money. We all know their history. I'm with you. I say we go after Corey Seager, man. And, um, you know, if we can spend 250, we can spend 275. If we can spend 260, we can spend 280. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't. And that that could potentially be worth that 500,000 international and, you know, uh, round two, pick three, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see that with Marcus Simeon. And I, I definitely don't see that with Marcus Simeon. And I don't think I see it with Trevor Story. So, right. Um, I, I'm with you. I say, especially with the CBA stuff, that's another thing a lot of people don't think about. The CBA stuff expires. It's going to be a fucking deadlock, man. It's going to be a shit show. And everything is going to change when a new one happens and, and all this. Like, I agree with you. If there's any small rumors in the water of, hey, we can't win Correa, then you fucking push all the chips in. You go, I don't, I'm pretty sure he's a Boris guy or whatever. You go to Scott Boris, you say, hey, fucking Corey Seeger, what's the number? Tell us right now. Like, this is where we're at. We want to get it done before the CBA expires. Oh, yeah. So, and we hit on it before. Um, we're not going to go into as much depth. If you want to, get some more explanation on the CBA. Um, listen to last week, week four. Um, but long story short, it expires December 1. If they haven't came to an agreement, it freezes. No signings, no trades, not a fucking thing with MLB until they come to an agreement and sign off on it. So we could go December 1 to a week before the fucking season starts. To be honest, I mean, we could go into the season, just season could get delayed. Nobody really expects that to happen, but it could freeze until into February where if you're a free agent, you're just fucked. I mean, there, you can't even talk to these people. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, it's spring training time. You got to figure out where to fucking go, who's going to pay you, what you're going to fucking do. Um, that's long story short. So – probably going to be chaotic up until December 1st and then whoever's not signed it's going to be chaotic once they once the CBA is agreed upon but we're going to have a long freeze in the MLB um and honestly we'll probably have a long freeze of talk on Ranger talk I mean there's not going to be shit um I guess we can update every week on the CBA if we got any news but other than that I mean everything's going to be a dead froze uh there's not going to be shit to talk about but like we said, um, the guys that got it qualifying offers, uh, $500,000 international bonus money. Uh, Seiya Suzuki is going to be posted tomorrow um, from the Hiroshima Cart. Uh, he is listed as the 20th highest free agent. Um, also, Normally, that's pretty low from Japanese players because we don't know how they're really going to transition to MLB. Um, but Seiya is 
pretty much one of those all-stars that everybody wants on their team. Um, Rangers got money. Um, we have a lot of good connections with the Asian uh, baseball community. So it feels like we're always in it, but we do have a lot of international money. We do have a lot of money. So uh, say is going to be in the talks. Um, but like we just said, the CBA is getting posted tomorrow where he is available to sign, which pretty much means available to start talking or sign if you wanted to, if you really wanted to. But there's a 10-day span from tomorrow until the potential lockout date, which is going to fucking happen, um, which it applies to Suzuki. This is uh, Joel Sherman of the New York Post, uh, which means no team could sign him when the freeze is in place. It has previously been reported that the MLB and the NPB, which is the league he's in, I believe, uh, where Suzuki's 30-day clock would be paused during the free, freeze. That agreement seems to be reached, as Sherman also reports that Suzuki's 30-day clock will not move during a lockout. That means Suzuki is going to have to decide between hastily working out a deal in just over a week, so in the next 10 days, or dealing with the uncertainty of waiting out this winter's labor strife and then, whenever it's agreed upon, having about 20 days to agree. So, he's 27 years old. They're projecting him about 55 millions over five years, which is, fuck, it's a hell of a deal. We got that money. Um, he's got two awkward short windows to negotiate. Um, and kind of, to be honest it might be beneficial to the Rangers because we have so much money and so much international bonus money to spend. Um, so don't be shocked if uh, Seiya Suzuki is a Ranger next year. Yeah, I think the the big thing is the CBA timeline. Um, this is another thing. I With the international bonus money that we have, I, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to just real quick, like just – hitting yeah. it uh i mean saying hey man this is what we can do you know we can do 555 five for 65 for 65 whatever and we have this international bonus money and like you said that's the position that we're in that doesn't take a lot off of our plate um and depending on the kind of person he is depending on the kind of agency he's affiliated with like that could be much more lucrative to them instead of waiting on american baseball to figure out a collective bargaining agreement and then he has to pick everything back up after that takes off. So, oh, yeah. Um, if if you've been following us, you've been listening, if you're a little ba- – baseball is crazy. If you're still a little hazy about baseball, that CBA is going to apply universally across baseball um, in, in America, across Major League Baseball. Um, so even, you know, you have this situation or any, any internal situations within – MLB as soon as December 1st hits and that CBA expires it it's going to be locked tight nothing's happening and they oh, don't yeah. care if you're an international player they don't care if you're a prospect they don't care if you're a collegiate athlete they don't care if you're already in the league uh nothing's going to move it's going to be a total freeze and no one I mean, no one knows how that CBA is that new CBA is going to work out a day a week a month 
So <laughs> I into the regular season. We don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I'm not. I'm not against the Rangers waking up tomorrow morning and just instantly throwing shit. A plan. Yeah, instantly throwing together a plan to strike hard, strike fast. Yeah, boy, you know how fucking nice it would be before the freeze if Suzuki and Seager are both Rangers with money still to spend. Yep. But going into the freeze, you're like, all right, shit, we already got better. Yep. We already got better for the fucking future and now. Yep. Fuck, that'd be awesome. Um, Man. <sighs> My Texas Heat, we've had a lot of good talks tonight, but getting to the negative back. Um, man, my Texas Heat this week, the fucking O-line. Goddamn, dude, that's so bad. Uh, we harped on it, harped on it, fucking every aspect of the Cowboys game. Damn near fell back on the O-line. Um, yeah, injuries. Yeah, Jones had a good fucking day, but we've hit on it enough. I'm not going to harp on it too much more, but our O-line's feeling my Texas Heat. That shit was terrible today. We got to do better. That's your playoff game. Um, we do that in January. We're going home. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And I don't – I mean, I don't think it hurts to double down on this. We've – Not at it. all. Not this week at all. Yeah, we've hit it. We beat it up. Man, if you if you don't have the offensive line, that's your Texas Heat right now. Um, man, there's, there, there, there's plenty of things to nitpick over the last week across all four sports. Well, maybe not really the Rangers, but eh, the offensive line fucking won the cake today. It's not a cake you wanted to win, but we've, we've beat it up. We beat it down. If you watch the Cowboys game, if you know anything about football, he played like shit. Everybody knows it. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens Thursday. Hopefully it's better. Oh, yeah. Um, my lone star this week, though, uh, I'm going Otter, Jake Ottinger. Uh, two starts this week, two starts this year. Both came this week. Um, came out with two dubs. Uh, what day was that? Fucking Wednesday against the Red Wings. Uh, went 30 for 28, or 28 for 30. Um, gave him two goals. One five to two, and then last night, uh, gave up one, went uh, 35 saves for 36 shots. Um, it's time. I mean, we liked Otter last year. Granted, we weren't putting this out there. We talked a lot. Um, we liked the future about Otter. And maybe it's time to start considering Otter as our backup. I don't think he's number one quite yet, but he might not need to be sent down. He might need to be our number two. I mean, Otter's playing great. Might be time to give him a shot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll stick with hockey. I think Jake did great. He's definitely in the tops. He's easily the two. He's the guy we're building the net around. Um, my guy for the week is uh, it's Rope Hintz, man. We've been talking about oh, struggling. Yeah. Struggling forwards all, all season. Uh, we have a, just a loaded lineup. Our our top six is crazy, um, and he even within that, he's still excelling. We oh, have, yeah. you know, we have Jamie Ben, uh, Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov, um, and 
Rope is consistently playing great. Uh, you call me biased, whatever. I live and die with the guy. Uh, but the last week, he's been great. Six points in a week. That's fucking – I mean, can't take that. No. Uh, I I agree. I think Otter's the guy we build around. We definitely build the net around. Um, I've got some hot takes and opinions about what we do goalie-wise. Maybe we talk about it a little bit next week. But I'm with you. I think Otter needs to be the everyday two. And uh, I think, you know, that's who we start to build around in the net. Um, we can we can have the debate um, coming up with, you know, how we manage the Hudobin and Holby situation in the weeks to come. But I think Otter's the two for now. And he's the guy we build around. So Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anything else for the week? Oh, man. So exciting week. We've got crazy stuff coming up. If you're listening to us, it's Monday morning. Um, you know, we, we're, we're still putting out stuff. We got merch coming out. We've got – Yeah. We'll be down in the DFW area in the weeks coming up. Uh, we're for sure going to get a Mavs game in. Um, I think we're going to try to hit up some local hot spots, just kind of affiliated with – some of the teams that we follow. So check the socials for that. I mean, oh yeah. You know, we, we have some stuff that we're trying to put together going back towards the fans, the followers, the listeners, whatever you guys call yourselves, whatever we call y'all. Um, we're constantly in talks about that shit. So um, stay tuned. Uh, Thanksgiving. We might drop some. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, same shit. We appreciate you guys hanging with us. Um, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's not a lot to report. Sometimes we can sit here and talk for an hour and a half, man. And uh, you know, we've we've got we've definitely got shit coming down the line. We've got plans in play. We've got merch, you know, coming in the days. We're gonna be in Dallas in December. Um, we we're just in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. So, oh yeah. Stay tuned with us. We're going to try Clint's a fucking social media wizard, so we're going to try to get some of that shit up. Follow us. Like it. Oh, yeah. Follow us on everything. Um, the yeah, the, the more you interact, the more we can get back. Uh, show us love. We'll show you love. Um, the more you do for us, I mean, the more we can do for you. Uh, we're trying to take this thing to the fucking not to the moon further but just for fucking dallas fuck everybody yeah, else dallas is, yeah we're gonna we're gonna plant a fucking texas flag on fucking mars just run the fucking world that's it um well shit i don't think i have anything else uh thanksgiving game this week got the raiders i mean fuck even non-football fans are watching that so cowboy fans out there you're uh non-football relatives tell them to fuck off and go Cowboys. Um, but yeah, I think we're good for this week. So uh, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it.